Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Gunnishaker, a 13-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. This podcast is sponsored by the STEAM Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids and build up future STEAM superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots today at www.steamconnection.org. We are continuing our month-long plastic series to talk about things like single-use plastics and what they are, what recycling really means, and more. This is really important information to know, as more and more plastic pollutes our air, our water, and our land. Being aware and advocating for change will help us make a big difference. Today we are learning about plastic technology and the good and the bad, starting with the history of plastic and why it was created to begin with. Growing up with a dad who's an inventor, I've always heard of the positive side of plastics and how it drives innovation. Most of the books that I read as a kid were invention-oriented. I read a lot of books on the industrial age and manufacturing because I thought it was interesting, but it offered a limited perspective into the real world of innovation. I'm hopeful that in this episode today, it'll show you more of the details of plastic and help you understand more about its history and new innovative technology that is being created. So let's take a look at the Science History Institute for the answer. I think young people like me have mostly heard of the aftermath of plastic and the dangerous outcomes, but not why plastic was created to begin with. So yes, let's look into that. Plastic is a word that originally meant pliable and easily shaped. It only recently became a name for a category of materials called polymers. The word polymer means of many parts, and polymers are made of long chains of molecules. Polymers abound in nature. Cellulose, the material that makes up the cell walls of plants, is a very common natural polymer. These properties make synthetic polymers exceptionally useful, and since we learned how to create and manipulate them, polymers have become an essential part of our lives, especially over the past 50 years, have saturated our world and changed the way that we live, both for the better and the worse. Scientists Anthony L. and Randy and Mike A. Neal talk about the positives of plastic in their publication, Applications and Societal Benefits of Plastics. Their article teaches us an important lesson, one that we cannot forget. One of the authors is from Plastic Europe, a company that represents plastic manufacturers. This means that they may be biased or be swayed towards saying positive things about plastic or its use. But let's look at their perspective of what plastic has done for us, but keep in mind what perspective that they might be coming from. You can read their whole article online, and I totally recommend it too. Here's what they said. Plastics clearly constitute an important component of the range of materials used in modern society. Almost all aspects of daily life involve plastics or rubber in some form or the other. These include clothing and footwear, together with products for use in food and public health applications. Over 40 million tons of plastics were converted into textile fiber, mainly nylon, polyester, and acrylics, worldwide for use in apparel manufacture. Polycotton clothing contains high levels of plastics. High-performance clothing is almost exclusively plastics, polyesters, fluoropolymers, and nylons. Fleece clothing is 100% plastic. Most footwear also relies heavily on plastics. 
they also said that plastics also deliver many public health benefits. They facilitate clean drinking water supplies and enable medical devices, ranging through surgical equipment, drips, medical packaging, and blister packs for pills. They provide packaging that reduces food wastage. So let's assess what this is saying. Plastic has many good purposes and is used for many different things that we use every single day. But this does not mean that plastics impact isn't necessarily negative and that we need to innovate new solutions for plastic. So the first synthetic polymer was invented in 1869 by John Wellesley Hyatt, who wanted to create a substitute for ivory. Ivory is the tusk of certain animals like elephants. There was a strain on supply of natural ivory obtained through the wrongful killing of wild elephants. This inventor created a solution for this with plastic and the discovery was absolutely revolutionary because people didn't have to rely on things that grew or were animals to make things. They could make it themselves and they could make a lot of new things too. It resulted in a lot of animals and natural resources actually being saved. And it was also super inexpensive. I think this is super interesting because even nowadays in the prototyping world, so when you're coming up with like a new invention, you want to test it beforehand. So you make sure that it, it works as best as it can. And so you're not rolling out a faulty product. Uh, I've done this with my own inventions, including Every Kid Gets a Robot, where I prototyped a robot and it was rough. The first robot was totally horrible. I had to like uh, break pieces of it so that I could get certain electrical components to fit. It's the roughest thing ever. But luckily I learned from it and I was able to do more. But in this uh, world of prototyping and in creating things before we roll stuff out, it means a lot of waste and it also means a heavy reliance on things like 3D printing. In previous episodes, we've talked about 3D printing and how a lot of 3D printing is not sustainable and how we use unsustainable plastics to print things. And those things are going to last longer than us. And that is not a good thing for our earth. So we have to keep in mind that when we're designing and when we're creating new things, the long-term implications of those designs. That's something that a lot of people back 100 years ago, 50 years ago even, didn't really think about. We need to have these conscious decisions as we're creating things because our impact on the world matters. There was a boom in plastic products being made. In the 1960s, plastics were just becoming popular. Things like plastic bags were made to hold things, and they were super cheap too. Plastic was literally the gold of the 1960s because it was just so cheap and it was so easy to create new things. But it also opened the door to something called BPA. But what exactly is BPA? According to the Mayo Clinic, BPA stands for bisphenol A. BPA is an industrial chemical that has been used to make certain plastics and resins since the 1960s. BPA is found in polycarbonate plastics and epoxy resins. I'm sure if you're on TikTok, you've seen a lot of the recent resin trends where people will pour a clear uh, liquid into different molds. They'll add glitter, they'll add different things, and they'll let it harden. They'll take it out and you'll see cool keychains. You'll see pyramids with roses in them. You'll see a lot of cool things. But uh, resin is actually really bad for the environment and often really bad if you breathe it in as well, if you don't have the proper uh, ventilation. Um, a lot of people don't know that their resin creations are going to last longer than they do. Polycarbonate plastics are often used in containers that store food and beverages, such as water bottles. A use that you may most often see BPA used for is in the lining of cans of food and of drinks. 
So if you really like ravioli or you really like Sprite, um, these types of containers may have BPA as a lining or they may not. Reading the packaging on the different containers is really important to know what it actually has inside of it. But uh, BPA actually has a really dangerous side. Some research has shown that BPA can seep into food or beverages from containers that are made with BPA. Exposure to BPA is a concern because of possible health effects of BPA on the brain of children. Additional research suggests a possible link between BPA and increased blood pressure. There is still some debate on whether small amounts are harmful or not, but it was banned from being used in baby bottles in Canada. Other countries have different types of bans in place as well. I remember growing up and hearing about the scary side of BPA, and it really, really frightened me. And I think it's something that is really important to know about and to know that there are a dangerous side to some plastics. Not all plastics are perfectly safe to eat on or to have next to your food. And it really shows that uh, plastic isn't like a one-size-fits-all type of thing. There are many different types of plastics. And in a few minutes, we're going to be talking about a different type of plastic that researchers created to re-dye and reuse. In school, we are taught that all plastic is bad because of things like ocean pollution and how people improperly dispose of trash. You see plastic floating around on sidewalks and um, subway stations and things like that. In an earlier episode, we talked about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and how plastic collects there and how it lasts even longer than we do, as Danielle said. Um, I think this is really interesting because when I was homeschooled, a lot of the stuff I was learning was about the Industrial Revolution, um, about invention, about how it's important to create things over than protecting our earth, right? And I think that we all really had kind of different learning experiences. I mean, probably our parents growing up in school, they didn't hear about the negative side of plastics. But now when we're younger, we're actually hearing about these things. When I was in an environmental science class in my first years of college, I actually learned about that. Um, well, I had an environmental teacher kind of sit us down and talk about plastics. He talked about BPA. He talked about some of the positive sides of plastic in the sense of innovation. But he said with innovation also comes a lot of responsibility. We are responsible for our impact on others. We're responsible for our impact on the world. And we need to be conscious of that. And he felt like it was his duty as an environmental professor to educate us on these details and to tell us about the positives and the negatives. And he said, "Is what is positive to you? Is positive creating more things, making more money? It's like, if that's positive to you while we're destroying our earth, it's like that is a really bad mindset to have um, because we shouldn't harm the only world that we have in order to just make more things. We should be focused on helping others and uplifting our earth and supporting one another no matter what. And of those words that he said really stuck with me because it has driven me even more so to be very conscious in the decisions that I'm making. It can be really hard to be a conscious engineer. It can be really hard to be a conscious technologist. Um, it can be really hard to be a conscious roboticist, right? It can be so hard because a lot of the electronics are not from sustainable sources. I'll, I even use lead, um, which is a dangerous metal to solder different items, which is basically gluing metal to metal with a hot iron. Um, it is really, really hard to make those decisions and to know, okay, what kind of packaging am I going to use to ship out robots? Um, what kind of uh, material am I going to manufacture my bots from? And it ultimately led to the decision where I cut up old packaging that I receive and actually use that in the robots that I'm creating. And I think that's really cool. 
And I think it's important as designers to be conscious in the decisions that we're making and to realize that our impact is bigger than it seems. Our impact makes a difference. Our words, especially as young people, make a difference. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Um, but now I want to bring it back to recycling and new technologies. As we talk about in this series about how important innovation is, how important it is to constantly be creating new things that are going to help our earth, we need to keep that in mind. Over this season, we have talked a lot about how difficult it is to recycle colored plastics because recycling is an industry. People make money off of selling recycled items. Companies buy recycled plastics to re-dye them and make them into new products. It is hard to do this with plastics that are already a certain color or if they're a material that is difficult to melt down and make into something new. Um, we can think of like signature colors for different products. Say we're walking down the hair aisle at the grocery store um, and we see like a bunch of shampoo bottles. Some brands, their distinct colors like a bright, bold yellow. Well, they couldn't re-dye, um, you know, a purple package pretty easily, could they? Old purple plastic, they probably want new plastic. They probably want white plastic or clear plastic. Similarly, think of other brands that use like a bold green or a bold uh, purple. Um, we really have to think about, okay, this signature color helps us recognize this brand, but at what cost? Um, but this means that many plastics that could be reused aren't actually being reused. This is dangerous because we're creating more plastic than we can possibly recycle or reuse. And it means that a lot of it is uh, dangerously incinerated. It's in our water. It's in our landfills. And that is a very bad thing. But let's talk about a revolutionary plastic. Lawrence Berkeley National Lab engineered a type of plastic called PDK that can be recycled again and again into materials of any color. Light yet sturdy plastic is great until you no longer need it. Because plastics contain various additives like dyes, fillers, or flame retardants, very few plastics can be recycled without loss in performance or aesthetics. Even the most recyclable plastic, PET, is only recycled at a rate of 20 to 30 percent, with the rest typically going to incinerators or landfills, where the carbon-rich material takes centuries to decompose. This is really scary because of how much plastic we have on our Earth. I mean, we even have microplastics in the fish that we eat. Plastic is everywhere. And a topic that not many people touch on is education in plastic. Danielle mentioned earlier that she had an environmental teacher. A lot of high schools, literally every high school, middle school, or elementary school, don't have environmental teachers. But instead, they allocate about one or two hours, or maybe a day at most, a school day, um, to talk about plastics. And that's really not okay, because since there's plastic everywhere, like I mentioned earlier, we really need to be educated on these topics. This podcast may be your only way of knowing what's happening in the STEAM world. Um, regarding environmental stuff and plastics. So we encourage you at the STEAM Connection to educate others about this topic. I think it's crazy because my sister is taking an advanced placement environmental class as a senior in high school. And the class is not focused on her learning. Instead, it is focused, it seems to me at least, on performance and the ability to take tests to write essays on the environment rather than making change in the environment or understanding what we need to do to make a difference in the environment. And I think that is a general problem with many uh, different academia-focused um, things in school, in middle school, high school, college. A lot of the time, we don't learn how to solve problems. We just learn like, oh, what are the problems? But we don't learn anything beyond that. And I think that's why this podcast is so awesome 
as Vinia said, because we have that opportunity to learn how to actually fix the problem that we see around us and to use our unique skill sets. And we talk about this every single episode because it is so, so important. And it is something that I wish I had heard at all of your ages, where no matter what your skill sets are, you can use those and you can use them to make a huge difference. Um, When I was younger, I often felt like I couldn't use my skills and passions to do awesome things. Um, I remember, you know, being really interested in like Legos and erector sets and building awesome things. And I'm like, what could I possibly do with this? There's no way me, a girl, could be an engineer, right? Um, But I want to hop back into the researcher who um, designed PDK. He said, most most plastics were never made to be recycled, said lead author Peter Christensen. Uh, He's a postdoctoral researcher at Berkeley's Lab Molecular Foundry. Um, But we have discovered a new way to assemble plastics that take recycling into consideration from a molecular perspective. PDK offers a new life for plastic instead of companies just using plastic once or twice. Is this the ideal solution? Maybe not. But it will extend the life of plastic rather than it being used once and discarded, perhaps. Um, Most of the plastic that we're working to ban, especially as environmental activists, is single-use plastic, as we talked about during this series, and how it is plastic that is used only once. Uh, Think of like a straw or think of like plastic forks and spoons that you get uh, when you're eating takeout or plastic cups, things like that. Um, Plastic can have many purposes um, in like... uh, Plastic can have many uses, especially in the medical world and helping keep things sterile. Like think about at the dentist, a lot of times things are made out of plastic and that is the better option for safety and for cost. Um, And it can help even with making prosthetics that uh, for quickly growing children. There are times plastic is needed, but there are many, many times when plastic is not needed and we need to innovate and we need to create better solutions or we're going to continue to have worse and worse uh, climate um, implications in our world we can build up each other to create these new solutions and to support one another in driving innovation. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to this episode. We really hope you learned something about plastic and we hope you can educate others about this issue. We had a really good time talking about plastics and kind of delving in more of the history of plastic as well as new up and coming plastic technology. I think it's something that's really important to learn and something that's really cool. Um, As always, you can follow along with our episodes at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on for cool activity sheets. Um, We're uploading even more over the next few weeks, and I'm really excited because we're doing a website update, and that is super cool. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful um, International Women's Day and celebrated the women in your life and um, uplifted and built up other women. And uh, thank you so much. You can join us next week where we're going to be finishing off our uh, plastic mini series. And then we're going to be launching into our series on farming and gardening and talking more about the beauty of nature and what we can do in our everyday lives. Again, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.